Praise be the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Welcome to another episode of Real Presence Live, airing throughout our Real Presence Radio Network. Father James Gross joining you from our Grand Forks studios, joined by my classmate, Father Jason Leffer. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Father Gross. Again, very good to be on board in the ship as we broadcast to Real Presence Live audience this morning. Yes, and we have a glorious summer's day coming up uh, within a few days. I don't know if glorious will be the right adjective. They're predicting mid-90s for temperatures, but uh, with the North Dakota State Fair about to begin, it's right on cue. They always, out in that area, they always say that the very hottest time of the year is whenever the State Fair is, whenever that would happen to be. You know, it just happens like clockwork. But uh, um, at least we haven't had the kinds of oppressive heat that they've had in places like Arizona and and Texas and we really feel for those folks who have had an abnormal sort of uh, sort of stretch of weather um, on one hand they know what they sign up for living down there but uh, it's been it's been very oppressive so all things considered we've gotten off uh, much easier as we begin with our show today I'd like to call upon you father to lead us in an opening prayer absolutely in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit amen, amen. God our Father in heaven we thank you we praise you we worship you, we adore you, we glorify you. Heavenly Father, send your Holy Spirit, Lord, and giver of life into our hearts, our minds, our imaginations, our memories. Awaken all of our spiritual faculties. Help us to be receptive to your word, the word of life, the word incarnate, your son, Jesus Christ, um, through our conversations, our uh, radio broadcast this morning. Bless all of those who listen. Help us to draw ever closer um, to your sacred bosom, Heavenly Father, to never be separated from you now or for all of eternity. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the, name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Saint Apollinarius. Yes, pray for us, Bishop of Ravenna. Yes, yes, indeed. It's one of those that's been uh, reintroduced recently into the uh, uh, the Roman calendar. So that's that's always fun, especially in ordinary time when you can give a little bit more attention to some of those optional memorials as they come along. Well, our first segment today features someone whom both Father Leffer and I have gotten to know well. A uh, gentleman who um, is a, a co-worker in the vineyard with us, you might say, for the Diocese of Fargo, Steve Shones. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Well, hi, Father Gross, and hi, Father Leffer. Thank you so much for having me uh, this morning. You're very welcome. Uh, we'll talk about the event that uh, we particularly have you on for in just a moment, but I'd like to set the stage by having you uh, acquaint uh, yourself with our listeners, particularly those who maybe haven't heard you on, on our programming before. Um, what is the uh, position that you hold with the diocese, and how long have you been uh, there with us? Yeah, um, well, my, again, my name is Steve Shones. Um, I actually have two roles within our diocese of Fargo, and uh, similar positions in the other diocese that within the listening area. But I, I am the director of stewardship and development for our diocese, but I'm also the president of our Catholic Development Foundation, both of which uh, provide stewardship resources and services to support the many ministries and churches and cemeteries and Catholic schools throughout our geographic area. I've been on board since 2011, so I've been at this for a few years now. Yes, yes indeed. And um, what, uh, what, what uh, line of work or expertise did you come from uh, just prior to uh, joining us here in the Diocese of Fargo? Um, some folks may remember uh, the 
Village Family Service Center. It was sure. uh, back in the day. It was uh, run as an orphanage. It was kind of Fargo was like the last stop after the orphan train would leave New York and go west, and and Fargo got dumped with a lot of uh, orphans, and so there was uh, that's how that organization started. And so I I worked from them for uh, about twelve years and uh, helped them. Uh, fund their ministries and and programs. Interesting. So, so Steve, have you always had a financial background, or uh, how did how did you get? Um, you know, was this what you set out for in school and stuff, or how did you get caught up in in this kind of a line? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I you know I, I I wish I could say that when I was in college, I was like, yeah, this is this is the career path I'm going, but. Uh, not at all, um, but the Lord guided me in in this direction. I started out actually in the grocery business, and uh, and that's kind of where it began. And then I got into sales, and then from sales, the, the firm that I was working for um, laid off their whole sales force, coast to coast, and uh, then I had to go find a job. and And the village was uh, was there, and I said yes, and. And uh, so it began, and I'm just so grateful that I'm at this point in my career with the diocese and and doing the work and working with you to help spread the gospel. It's uh, I I couldn't be happier. So, Steve, how um, can you give us kind of a little sense or an idea where you know often you know people say you know when you're when you're with people you don't you don't talk about uh, God money politics I suppose there's a couple other categories you're not supposed to talk about but your your life combines faith and money so how, two of the three yeah, yeah. so what how, how does your your faith background how does that fit into bringing you into this uh, financial realm yeah I was very fortunate I grew up in a very faith-filled home uh, you know, I grew up in the north side of Moorhead, the rough side of the tracks, and and uh, and I had uh, Catholic school background um, until I graduated high school, and then I actually went to the University of Mary. And while out there, I I was I went to school for business, and so all of this education and the home life, uh, I think, kind of set the table for me to do. The work I'm doing now, and, and I'm just—I just feel like I'm a conduit. I, I feel like I'm not um, doing all the heavy lifting that you pastors do out there. But you know, but I—I I certainly, I think I have a place, and, and I'm trying to, to help where I can. Yeah, and I'm sure it didn't—it uh, didn't seem that way at the time, perhaps. But the previous experiences all have a way of feeding into uh, preparing you for the kind of work that you're doing. So, um, just give us a little bit of a window in terms of how you can be a uh, resource for uh, Father Leffer and and me, for example, like in in your role as uh, director of plan giving and and, and things like that. Uh, why is it that uh, a diocese um, uh, needs or benefits from a person uh, in your position? You know, as you were just talking there, I was thinking about my time when I I interviewed for this job back in 2011, and before I was officially hired, I had to have a one-on-one with, with Van Bishop Aquila. Ah. And uh, that was a little nerve-wracking, but I told him, I said, hey, listen, if you're looking for a guy to go out and twist arms to get people to give to the church, I am not your guy. But if you're looking for a guy that wants to help people do what they want to do, 
uh, and what they aspire to do, then then yeah, I think I'm your guy. And he hired me, so it must have worked. But that's 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 really what I want to do is I want to help people do what they want to do. And in in many cases, in our very rural diocese, and I know that all the within the listening area were very rural. Um, People want to support their local church. They want to help support their local cemetery so, you know, it's taken care of for years to come after they're gone. They, they want to help their local Catholic school and maybe set up a scholarship in mom and dad's name. You know, those are the types of things that I'm here for and to help and to help facilitate making those things happen. Can you give us an idea of some of the, the, the different programs, you know, that are out there that you're actually on the diocesan level and then affect the local level, you know, that our listeners may have never heard of or don't even know that they exist as an, an opportunity to, you know, use their finances in a faith, faith way to help the church? Yeah, yeah, number one is, you know, there's a lot of generous tax benefits um, when folks start looking to do some charitable giving. And uh, I'll just give you one example, and it's just it's probably the easiest one out there. An IRA. An IRA is a wonderful vehicle, a wonderful vehicle uh, for folks, you know, retirement and 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 to be able to grow, you know, these, these dollars over time and what have you. But when you pass away, and that is left to family or friends or whoever it is, it's it's a taxable event. But if you make some plans to say, you know what, this IRA or these IRAs, we're going to part of them are going to go to charity. They can go to charity, or or in our case, the Catholic Church, without any tax implications. It's a zero tax event. So um, those are the types of things that I think that I can bring some value to to help people as they're doing some planning. Um, I don't have all the answers, but I certainly know where to find them. Yeah. And one thing I was thinking of, as you mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, the Catholic Development Foundation. Um, could you just say a, a brief word about endowments within parishes, schools, uh, you know, institutions, and what kind of difference those can make? Right. You know, we have almost 500 different funds within our foundation, and they support, each fund supports a, a certain ministry. And so, like, you know, Father Gross, you know, St. Mary's there, you have an endowment fund to help support the church. And that's all it's there for. And so it's, those dollars are, are there in perpetuity forever. We take a percentage each year, 5%, to, su- to support the church. And uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful vehicle for people to give uh, to whatever cause they want pretty much forever. Because if they make a donation to the endowment, it's just a perpetual fund, and it will fund that ministry forever. And in North Dakota, um, you may know that there's a 40% tax credit for the North Dakota tax bill um, on, the, on the amount of the gift of $5,000 or more. So if someone makes a $5,000 gift to an, a qualified North Dakota endowment, which all of ours are, um, it would be a $2,000 tax credit that they could use for the current year, and then the, the, the next three years they can carry it forward if they don't use it all. Very good. That's that's helpful information, too. And so... Um, how, how would, uh, you know, I believe all, all three of my parishes, we have 
establish endowments and so forth, but if somebody's listening right now, how, how, how do they go about to get it established and, and what does it look like or how, yeah, how does that basic stuff happen? Sure. Um, in the Diocese of Fargo, all parishes have an endowment established. There's a few that haven't been funded yet. Now, in the greater listening area, if you contact the, the diocese development office, they'd be probably more than happy to help you establish one if there isn't one already. And, uh, and in some cases, people like to establish one in, in their family's name, and then and the family members can keep contributing to it over time, and they can name where they want to direct those funds, if it's to the parish or a cemetery, or maybe it's to a specific program within the parish, like a parish religious education program or what have you. Yeah, I mean, really, the sky's the limit, I think, in terms of things, and it's just a matter of uh, inquiring at the local parish or school, you know, what kind of infrastructure is, is existing, and just to follow up on what you had said there, Steve, um, individual parishes uh, like ours have the option on an annual basis either to take the spendable earnings from the principle of the endowment and to use toward uh, whatever, you know, bills we want to pay, or if we feel like we're in a position where we don't don't need to do that we can roll that over into the next year as a way of you know adding to the overall total so and there is that flexibility this would be for the listeners too this would be the time to start an endowment if you haven't because the interest rates are rising and that's benefit to any any long-term thing that you would do right now, the interest would be coming back. Right, right. right. Now, you so. know, like a, a lot of people who are used to old-fashioned methods of CDs and banks, you know, two and three years ago, they were kind of like, what, they're only going to pay me 1%? So, <laughs> right. yeah, no, there, there were a lot I think of different like, like, options. 0.025%, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah. I, I think I was probably being generous <laughs> with that. Well, we're going to step aside for just a moment here. After the break, we're going to talk about the Putt for a Purpose event that's going to be coming up in a couple of weeks and the various causes that that benefits. With uh, Steve Shones in the Diocese of Fargo, you're listening to Real Presence Live. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live. Father James Gross, priest of the Diocese of Fargo, joined by my classmate, Father Jason Leffer, from the Grand Forks Studios and the uh, beautiful near Southside Historic District in downtown Grand Forks. Just a quick note about our programming format here today. There's a little bit of a change for those who are familiar with how the pattern usually works for us. Our Straight Talk segment will actually be at the top of the second hour, uh, beginning at a uh, little after 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m mountain rather than at the bottom of this hour but we do like to promo that as a way of getting people uh, thinking about uh, questions that you may want to ask and we love to hear from you that number to call when the time comes is 877-795-0122 so there will be um, another segment and interview later in the hour and then we'll uh, open things up uh, to hear from you and the questions that you have for us what are other ways that people can get in on that if they right, want to right uh, they can also, um, you can either speak to us directly or you can leave your question uh, off air. You can also contact us on our Facebook page for Real Presence Radio, which is what a lot of people uh, uh, choose to do as well. So there are a couple of different options. But ultimately, we love to hear your voice. 
So yes. if you want to call in and speak with us, that would be wonderful. Yep, yep. As, as we like to say, it sort of breaks the monotony of the two of us. Uh. <laughs> and, and heaven, all of heaven and earth know that you and I are never at a loss for words. Or if we yeah. are, it's something catastrophic has happened. Yes, yes, indeed. So we're, we're relying on you to, uh, to chip in during the Straight Talk segment. We have Steve Shones with us um, with the Diocese of Fa- uh, Fargo as um, we're looking ahead to an event coming up. Up on Monday, August seventh, I had to read this carefully. Put for a purpose, not put for a porpoise. It has nothing to do with dolphins, but uh, um, put for a purpose on Monday, August seventh, uh, hosted at Rose Creek Golf Course, and then the banquet that follows will be at Saint San Angelicum Parish, just a, a few blocks away in the south part of Fargo. Tell us a little bit about this event, please. I'm still laughing at porpoise. <laughs> well, I have to check things to make sure that we're all on the straight and narrow. Oh, there, but. Boy, that's funny. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, but for a purpose, I tell you what, this has really been uh, a nice development. We we started this golf, uh, the Bishop's Golf Tournament, um, it's uh, 17 years ago. And what started out as just an idea of getting some people together and um, having some fellowship and maybe raise a few dollars for uh, religious education, you know, seminary and education and uh, youth activities has really grown into something uh, much bigger. And Bishop just loves this because it brings, we, we've, over the last three, four years, we we're, we're consistently have about 34, 35 teams and a number of sponsors. People want to be a part of this. People want to just get together with fellow Catholics around the diocese and just have some fun. And, uh, and that's what it is. August 7th, uh, we, uh, we tee off. We have a, what they call a shotgun start. Everyone heads out to a hole, and, and, and away we go. And it starts at 1230. And is, is it 18 holes? 18 holes. And uh, we start off, you know, registration is, you know, starts at about 11. And we encourage all of our teams to show up a little bit early because uh, Bishop is there. He he takes a picture with with each team, and we make sure a picture uh, gets sent to all golfers so they can put it on their their mantle or their desk at work or whatever it may be. Um, and then uh, we have some some rules and regs to, to go over before we hit the course, and then everyone goes out golfing. And when we're done, we have a really nice banquet. Uh, full, uh, a full meal with lots of prizes to give away. We always give two fifty-inch TVs away. Um, there's, we're going to be giving away a two hundred fifty-dollar golf bag this year, um, and uh, a number of other prizes and you know gift cards to grocery stores and Subway gift cards and chocolate chip chippers and we got Bell Bank is one of our title sponsors and they always provide free golf balls to everybody uh, who golfs so it's a it's a wonderful event so who who benefits from this and how you know how does that benefit come about and who is it that directly benefits for people who might want to be a part of this and know what they're supporting yeah um the, uh, the the main beneficiary of this is seminarians and their educational needs, which which of course is always a need, and uh, we're always grateful because this golf tournament is about the same time as the seminarians here in our diocese gets together, uh, so they always show up to help out wherever they can on the golf course for the tournament, and it's always nice to see them out there. So. 
um, seminary and education, um, youth activities such as like uh, search for you know high school or or young adult uh, retreats, uh, high school summer retreats, uh, CYAC and you know, leadership and discipleship program for high school students, and then also March for Life. Uh, Always, every year, there's a pilgrimage to uh, Washington, D.C., and the proceeds from the golf tournament help underwrite some of those expenses for folks who don't have the ability. So are any of our seminarians known for their golfing abilities? Do we have any any, uh, aces out there who uh, contribute, or do they just kind of hang out and meet the people? I really wish I could tell you that that I know of a seminarian who is a really good golfer, but I don't. <laughs> Maybe someone will emerge this summer. <laughs> it could happen. How, how, about, how about you, Steve? What's your handicap? <laughs> My left arm. <laughs> 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 <No>. <laughs> I've, I golf not very well. Not very well at all. But... Uh, and I don't, I've never golfed this event. I'm just there to help and, and make sure everything runs smoothly. Seminarians that show up, for the most part, they're there to kind of help out. They usually run a chipping contest at one of our holes, which is, um, which is amazing. It's fun. And it's, every team will, as they pass by that hole, just meet the, the group of seminarians and they have some talks. And usually we have to shoe the teams on to get going. <laughs> Because they're having such a good chat. Now, if uh, somebody wants to form a team, or, or what do you have to be a professional golfer to be part of this? Or what? I mean, how? What your our average listener out there right now, if they're interested in this, how? Where do they go, and how do they go about putting a team together? What are the requirements? Yeah, the requirements are simple. Uh, you don't have to be a golfer, but it helps. Um, <laughs> the, we have all levels out there, and I say. There's probably more people on the lower level than on the higher level of ability. Um, yeah, it's very simple to throw a team together. All you need is four people for a team. Um, if one of the team members is a priest or a seminarian, they golf for free. Um, you can go to our diocese website, and there's a link on the front page of the FargoDiocese.org. Uh, it says putt for a purpose. You can click there and you can sign up your team and uh, you can either pay online or you can pay the day of the event. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Now, I think that uh, the, the Rose Creek uh, course has pretty much been the place that you've been, at least during the entirety of the time that you've been with us uh, in the diocese. Can you want to tell us a little bit about your partnership with that organization? And I'm sure that they, they get a kick out of uh, hosting the various people who come by every year. They really do. They are so good to us. You know, we've had a lot of suggestions. Hey, you should hold it over here at this course, and you hold hold it over here. But you know what? A lot of it has to do with your relationship and and their willingness to work with you. And and Rose Creek has been off the charts uh, helpful. They go above and beyond in so many areas and so many ways to make sure that all of our teams and our golfers have a great day. And, uh, And they can accommodate all this. They always make sure we have so many golfers or so many teams that they have to bring in extra carts for us uh, from other areas and they're, they're just always spot on and, and take care of everything. So I noticed this year the banquet's being held at St. Anne and Joachim. Is that because you've outgrown the space there at Rose Creek? Or? It, a little bit of both uh, or a couple of different reasons. One is, yeah, we kind of bust the seams of their uh, area of where they have uh, banquets and what have you. But they had some transition with 
their restaurant there or the people that provide the food. Right. Uh, There's been a lot of kind of fluctuation of that part of their business. Yeah. So we said, hey, how about if we just go a couple blocks over and, and have it over at the St. Anne's and Jokin Church? And we did it for the first time last year, and it was it went over great. Yeah, and and like you say, it's it's close by, so it's not a matter of getting all these teams, you know, uh, schlepping all the way across town or something like that. So. Right, it's about six blocks over, and and yeah. uh, St. Anne's Jokum have been very accommodating, and we're very thankful for their for their help. Excellent. Well, again, the uh, event is entitled Putt for a Purpose. Not a, not a poipus. Not a poipus. Uh, <laughs> it is, it is a, like like uh, Bugs Bunny might have said, right? Um, it's a Bishop's Charity Golf Classic. It is held at uh, Rose Creek Golf Course in the south part of Fargo with the banquet to follow at St. San and Joachim Church. And um, you can contact, uh, let me see your number. There is 701-356-7926 in order to get more information or to uh, sign up a team. Yeah, and we still have some slots open, so if anybody wants to golf, give me a shout. And it's uh, enough time in advance to, for people to hopefully get their schedules all set up and to be able to do that. So, Steve, thanks so much for taking the time to visit with us, and uh, uh, blessings to you and your uh, ministry and the work that you're doing with us. Well, you guys make it easy, so thank you. Thanks, Steve. God bless you. you. Take care. So, Father, Father Gross, what's your handicap? Do you ever swing those clubs out there? Are you? Oh you know, no, no. In fact, I say if I, you know, if if I'm a member of PGA, it stands for pushing ground around. It's uh, not. Uh... <laughs> hey, you can have a really good time in a golf cart riding around. Those things are wonderful. These super duper golf carts now have a nice little shade hat on and Absolutely. a little ice yeah. ice tea in your hand, and you're going around. And you know what going... I need? I need that customized golf bag that Rodney Dangerfield had in Caddyshack <laughs> with the stereo system set into it, you know, I, blasting journey from the, the first I, I saw a, a clip here just the other day about some, I forget which professional golfer it was, but he pulled a trick on everybody, but he had the, his his uh, his driver, he pulls it out, and here it was a it was a rigged driver, he just sets it down, and it, the thing actually shot off the ball, and it went like 300 yards, out, and he didn't swing wow. it. Is it. I was like, wow, so they're working on all kinds of technology, so there we go. <laughs> it is amazing, but uh, one of the favorite pastimes for a lot of our brother priests, because they can just grab when they get a chance and, uh, you know, grab the clubs and head out to the course uh, in these uh, rare summer days that uh, are um, available in the relatively short season around here. So um, we're going to step aside for a moment, but we're going to talk about Norwegian literature. How about Ooh. that? We're uh, expanding. Yes, we are expanding our horizons. Father Slattery and Nancy Gord will join us after the break. You're listening to Real Presence Live. 